0: hey folks welcome to episode 320 of the mlf bass fishing podcast in shaftsbury vermont i'm jody white we're enjoying maybe our first thunderstorm of the year it's 70 degrees in vermont right now uh (laughs) and kyle you're in norwalk iowa returned from the great white north and sturgeons uh how is life
1: uh life is uh life is good it's blowing about 50 miles an hour out of the west uh i actually think that's what the gusts are but i mean it's
0: it's ripping down here today so other than that uh life's all right nice i would uh i could go for some wind up here to be honest um because i tell you what these uh these fish have been a little more finicky than i want them to be and they bite in the wind i know that much <laughs>
1: You, um, you need something.
0: Yeah, but we'll get to that later. Uh, I guess for now we'll probably just sort of dive right into some tournament news. Uh, we're not going to have a guest this week. It hasn't come together, and Kyle has things he wants to do. Uh, I have fish that I want to catch, uh, so that's just kind of where we're at on that point. Um, but we had a lot of tournaments. There is one currently ongoing as we speak, uh, so we'll go ahead and you know talk about derbies for a while and see where it gets us. Sound good? I think it sounds fantastic. All right. Kyle, which Toyota Series event do you want to start with? Because these were both uh, interesting in their own ways and <laughs> the same ways. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we should kick it off with Texoma. All right. I think that's a good call because, honestly, Texoma was the fun one, if you ask me. Uh, so, for this one... They canceled the first two days of it uh, because of wind, and as far as I can tell, that was a great call, because everyone in the field was like, "Yeah, this is bad." That I can see, that I saw any. Yep. And uh, it uh, remained like pretty steadily bad the whole time. Um, but the final day, on Saturday, everyone out and fished a one-day shootout for, you know, between. Forty thousand and seventy thousand dollars, depending on what boat you're running. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> which uh, is kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, the results are somewhat predictable, somewhat not. Uh, in first, not necessarily predictable. Rick Harris won. He had twenty-one thirteen, which is really quite a big bag on Texoma. And yeah, it really. He is. won by a pretty sizable margin. Um. In second, Jeff Reynolds, eighteen thirteen. Third, Evan Barnes, eighteen eleven. Fourth, Todd Castledine, uh, eighteen two. Jake Goodrum in fifth. He had seventeen nine. So, uh, you know, after, after Rick, it was kind of chalk for definitely the rest of the top three. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was like a sight fishing tournament. It was a pre spawn tournament. As far as I can tell, there weren't really any post spawn fish caught. But definitely a a cool... It would have been a really cool tournament to have it be three days, honestly. Oh, yeah. Because I I had a good coverage... We had a good coverage team down there. They took some really good photos just with one day of action on the water. And, like... I mean, watching Todd Castledine sight fish for three days in a row (laughs) is a thing that everyone should do.
1: Oh, yeah. I 1,000% agree.
0: You know... Barnes was catching him on the mag draft. I would have loved to. F- I would like to find out what Jeff Reynolds was doing. I know he was doing some bad fishing, but like, he also caught one out of a brush pile. Um. But yeah, Rick Harris won the day, and he caught him like he caught a. He really he caught some on a spinner bait, uh, just kind of fishing. He. Like the main thing I would say that he did. You know, to be really successful was to not catch bedfish. Um he, you know, basically threw a spinnerbait, uh, caught a big one on a jig, and then he went to go fish for a bedfish and uh caught it. And pitched, and then caught another 611 on, like, the back-to-back pitch. <laughs> um, it was, like, literally the last fish he caught. It was, you know, seconds before he had to leave. Uh, he would definitely not have won without that, and, like, it came down to absolutely the wire. Which is cool.
1: Yeah, and, like, uh, I think he says in the story, I mean, it literally was seconds between, like, pulling the trolling motor and having to go. And... Yeah, like he was trolling pitch. away. Like he was yeah. like
0: packing himself up mentally and yep. he saw something out of the corner of his eye. Which uh, is uh which is wild.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. The interesting thing too in Texoma with the first couple days canceled um you know going into it at least you kind of have that okay, here we go. You know, one day let's let's see what we can do to catch a big fish. So You know, Evan Barnes uh, throwing a mag draft makes sense. Castledine, you know, fishing for all the biggest fish uh, he probably found on bed. Reynolds doing, you know, Reynolds stuff around the lake. All makes sense. Harris, spinnerbait and a jig, like, if you're going to catch some big fish uh, in the spring, that was pretty good two baits to do it. And, uh, you know, his theory played out. But, you know, like, just from a game plan perspective – and to kind of con- we'll contrast that with Santee uh but you know it'd be maybe a little more comfortable uh in this scenario than it would be over on Santee
0: yeah and I we'll get to Santee cause I have some thoughts on what our Santee champion did <laughs> um to be honest I am not this sh- I don't I do not think that should have worked out for him <laughs> um it, you know, realistically. Uh, let's see. Do you have you don't happen to have the standings for that Southwestern Division pulled up, do you?
1: Yeah, the full results. Oh, the standings.
0: Yeah, I was talking like actual like Toyota series standings.
1: Uh no, I do not.
0: Alright, let me see if I can get to those moderately quickly here. Cause I wanna you know, that and the southern division, which we're about to talk about, both of those are through two events now. So,
1: right, so we have a, we uh, have a little more data out. we can
0: look ahead, yeah. Um, all right, standings, we're one click away, we're loading. Chris Wilson. And then we, dope.
1: Leading the charge.
0: Uh, Evan Barnes, Russell Cecil is back in a big way.
1: Yeah.
0: Here's the thing podcast line 465 points do you think he can win another one oof man seems like a kind of a lot and chris wilson is good he probably can't because chris wilson even if let's say wilson falls to second or third right like let's say barnes he's pretty good he can't do so bad at rayburn like i don't know i mean that's a, a pretty big Point margin, yeah. That Castle Line would have to overcome,
1: and and that that last southwestern is like uh, it's like May, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's like it ought to be. It ought to be like prime time for Wilson.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. It's exactly what I'm thinking. Like he should be. Well, uh, oh, what have we got? Fifty. It's like fifty points. well, a little less, I guess, but
0: for yeah. for Castledine, I kind of think Todd can't probably can't do it.
1: Yeah, but. Um, Though, crazier things yeah. have happened. Yeah. Reynolds is only 30 definitely, definitely. points back. What do you think about a Jeff Reynolds AOI?
0: Um, my thing with Jeff Reynolds is that he very rarely does good at Rayburn twice in a row. So
1: Lightning does not, not that, strike twice, you're saying.
0: It just seems like he struggles to be like super consistent at Rayburn. So, I would kind of lean toward... The uh I would kinda lean against that. Yeah. I think it's it's Wilson or uh maybe Russell Cecil. Oh sure. Um or Jim Moyna, man. I mean, May could be an offshore event in Texas and like Jim Moina can drag a football jig around.
1: Well, and you know, just to think it like Evan Barnes, uh dude's been on a pretty good role. Pretty good at like live he has scoping been around. Better. Uh,
0: was to say he can't catch some out of some brush. It seems like he probably could catch some out of some brush. Like, I think it'll be kind of a say. fun AOI
1: watch uh, at Rayburn here in whatever that is, a couple of weeks, three, three four weeks, three weeks.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I, I think so. Um. All right, Santee. So, Santee. this is the second stop of the Southern. Santee Cooper. Second stop of the Southern Division. I would say one of the most anticipated tournaments of the year, at least by me. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. Um, Because we thought it was going to take huge weights. Um, Which it, it sort of did and kind of yeah. did <laughs> didn't. <laughs> like, the top 10 after day one all had over 20 pounds. Now, beyond that, it, things got kind of rough. There were a lot of people who had really bad days. And part of the reason for that was it was really, really windy. And uh, then day two and day three got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, which meant that Brad Cook uh, ended up getting the win with 28 pounds. Brian Sorry, Cook. Brian Cook. Yeah. Not Brad Cook. Brian Cook. Brad Cook probably... Brad
1: wanted to win, probably, but Brian beat him out.
0: I'm sure Brad wanted to win, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he won. We had 28-9. Uh, made 51,000 with no extra Phoenix bonuses or anything. It was just a big field and a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he actually stopped hooking fish at the end of the day on day one. Uh he said I caught two more keyfish, which got me up to twenty eight pounds, nine ounces. That was midday. After that, I cut all my hooks off and went practicing for the potential following days. I continued to have some really good bites the rest of the afternoon. It blows my mind. Like Cook caught him a few ways. Like he caught him on trees, he caught him on a you know on a spinnerbait. Like he caught him just doing a couple things. Chatterbait. Like But like, dude you're on Santee, and you had 28 pounds, and you were like, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> I, I just, it blew my mind, and it worked out for him. But I was, I read that, and I was like, are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but, it, hey.
1: <laughs> well, and again, like, back to the, uh, kind of the game plan aspect of it. Like, you know the forecast, right? So, you're thinking, well, we went today. Eh, you know what? Maybe it's going to be a little nastier tomorrow. Uh, maybe they cancel it. There but I guess
0: good, every I think everyone in that tournament they knew there was a chance that they were not fishing all three days. Right. Like right. they were talking about it beforehand.
1: It, yeah, but you fished day one, so you're kind of like, well, you know, maybe I do need to kind of lay off a little bit. But I mean, again, to your point, if you caught 28 pounds midday on Santee, I'd be thinking in my head, like, oh, some dude's got 33, right? Like, they're chewing, which I guess they, you know, were to an extent, but, uh, man, that'd be uh, for all these guys, right? Like, it would have been a tough decision on, on what to leave or, like, you know, did some of the guys pass up some, uh, you know, spots or, or even, like. Uh, fish they may have seen on beds for a later day in the event. I don't know. It, it'd be a, a weirder tournament to be in from planning it out, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at.
0: Yeah, like, with at least, you know, with Texoma, you at least knew you just needed to catch flat out everything you could catch. Yeah,
1: yeah, burn it all down. Yep.
0: And Santee, like, I think the there was a good argument to be made for burning it all down. Uh, and just trying to catch 32 pounds and ride it out. But, you know, if you don't know, if you are if you don't know, I don't know, man. It, just to me, like, I would probably not stop at Santee until I got to 30, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. that I'm ever going to catch 30 pounds at Santee Cooper, but it just seems like that might be the move there. Mm-hmm. But, man, it worked, you know? Yeah. And, like, second, uh, Matt... Matt I sorry Matt, yeah he he had twenty five like he had a really good day but really not particularly close to twenty eight nine, <laughs> right you know right like he it turned Brian Brian was right he he laid off at the right time, <laughs> um I guess out out of that top ten probably worth shouting out Johnny McCombs I was just gonna um, say that yeah back maybe. <laughs>
1: Keep her coming, Johnny.
0: Um, and then Lee Stalvey has had has made two top tens now and is leading AOI. Like
1: a not by like a lot, a lot, but a nice little lead over Medlock.
0: Yeah, you got Brandon Medlock right behind him, Chuck Howard, Joel Richardson, Christian Greco. Um I would assume, you know. Joel Richardson, North Carolina, Chuck Howard, South Carolina. Like, I would assume it's kind of probably Medlock v. Stalvey at the Harris Chain. And I think both of those guys are kind of Okeechobee guys. So, maybe there's some room to move. but uh, And I don't know exactly what the bite's going to be at the Harris Chain, but that's a pretty good finish there.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um. Did you have any other Toyota Series thoughts, comments, concerns that we kind of maybe glossed over or anything like that?
1: No, I, I think really like the, the interesting thing, uh, when it was all said and done was kind of looking back at how guys at Texoma could have kind of game planned and guys at Santee, like, man, that would have just been – you'd probably be thinking, like, I should catch everything, but gosh, like, maybe I need a couple of those five-pounders tomorrow. Or maybe I don't want to hit that stretch of trees that I know has got them because I'm going to need them bites tomorrow. Wild stuff. i tell
0: you who should have fished some better stuff. Bradford Beavers.
1: <laughs> poor Bradford. I do. He had like one you, fish. He, he
0: sucked at Santee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he had Golly, like, poor oof. guy.
1: Maybe he saw but, some ducks, though. Uh, he could have gotten uh, distracted by some
0: fowl. Yeah. Maybe. 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 (laughs) He probably (laughs) was trying, though. It looked... With how windy I think it was, I think there was a pretty good chance that, like, one, you couldn't move around well, and two, if you tried to hit, like, a lot of juice stuff, your moving around was going to be an issue, and you might get to some stuff that was just blown out, and sometimes that can be a tough thing for a local because, like, you want to you want to move too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, of course, calm water can hurt, too, because then you just flat out can move too much. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, eh, come on, Bradford. You're better than this. We know it. Yeah. Um, BFL
1: Derbies? BFL Derbies. Um, I guess there's no particular rhyme or reason to this, but... Uh, I'm just going to start off in the way I opened them. So, uh, I guess we had a mountain division event. Uh, This was on Dale Hollow. Michael Morrison won that with 19 pounds, 14 ounces. Um, It sounds like he caught probably the majority of his fish uh, with some forward-facing sonar and a Domeki rig of sorts. Uh, But uh, I guess basically he started off on some fish that he – Found in the Toyota series a couple weeks ago. Though he didn't finish great in that Toyota series. Uh, he caught a he caught a four-pounder and then a 14-inch smallmouth. Messed around with some Carolina rig stuff. Ran down to the dam. Uh, caught a 414. And uh, that culled out his little little one. And he caught a couple others, I'm guessing. And, yeah. Then, uh, bada-bing, bada-boom. Won Won himself. A derby on Dale Hollow against a lot of dudes that uh, have been just tearing it up lately on Dale Hollow. So, pretty big feat. Says he caught him on a Tamiki Armor Shad, uh, a Venom Lures Dream Craw that he had on a Wobblehead, and a Zoom Brush Hog on a Sea Rig. But I'm going to guess that Armor Shad was probably the bulk of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, Michael, so. I was gonna say Tristan Abbott finished second. Bailey Gay finished fifth.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those are two, two big takeaways uh, that I also was going to point out. So you got me, man.
0: Sorry for stealing your thunder.
1: No, no, no. That's you're like the hype man in the BFL rundown. That's what I need. You got to break up the monotony of me rattling on about these. Uh, but uh, I guess anything else from Dale Hollow? You want to move on?
0: Onward and upward.
1: Onward and upward. Savannah River Division, Lake Hartwell. Sean Alvarez won it with twenty-one ten. 10 Also, shout out, he got the Big Phoenix bang. bonus. So, it took home a cool 11 grand for the win, which is uh, pretty stellar. Uh, I also like that uh, Alvarez says he's a pretty old school guy. So, a spinnerbait was pretty much uh, pretty much his deal. Yeah. Uh, Wind was blowing. Uh obviously these were all occurring, you know, same times we had tournaments getting canceled or uh going on and whatnot. So uh it, it basically just ran points with a spinnerbait is my takeaway. Uh I may be wrong. He caught a bunch of fish and he caught twenty one ten. Uh had several four and five pounders, bada bing, bada boom. One and I think he won by a couple pounds. I lost where's the results? I gotta scroll back down. Yeah, it was like three pound margin Uh, of victory, which is pretty good. Uh, Jamie Rampy did not win, though. You know, we mentioned uh, BFL here in recent history where we did not see Jamie Rampy in the top ten. He's back.
0: Matt, Kyle, do you want some fun facts about Sean Alvarez, or do you know what I'm about to say?
1: Uh, I think I do, but tell me.
0: All right, Sean Alvarez is the only Vermonter to ever qualify for the Bassmaster Classic.
1: That is not what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> he used to be in my bass club when I was growing up, and hey, that's he cool. made it out of the Bass Nation stuff. So he's and basically your, your idol. Sean Alvarez. Fun fact. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but he is pretty good. Uh, stop it, Nessie. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he fished the one that Van Damme won on the, uh, out of New Orleans.
1: Well, all right.
0: So anyway, that was my Sean Alvarez fun fact.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: What did you think I was going to say? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm curious. I, I thought it was
1: like spinnerbait related is what I where I thought you were going with that. I thought it was like, because uh, uh, he said he caught him on a modified booyah. I thought it was going to be some spinnerbait fact.
0: No, but he has notably caught some really big bags on spinnerbaits in Vermont. So, it's definitely a thing that he likes to do.
1: There you go. Uh, let's see here. Moving down the line. We had an Archie Division event on Greer's Ferry. And it took a whopping thirteen eight to get it down there. Josh Ray, big winner. Also, Phoenix bonus winner. Uh, so, Josh won $13,000, uh, which is... Pretty sweet. Uh, and he basically caught him on a shaky head with a trick worm uh, in some brush in like 25 to 30 feet of water. Seems like a man of many words, uh, considering there's like a quote uh, in this release. But um, yeah, Spencer Sheffield did not win, though he did finish in the top 10. So I guess he's not, you know, super terrible.
0: Yeah, one of these years he'll do well in the BFL. <laughs> one,
1: one of these years that guy will—he's gonna put it together. Maybe
0: he'll figure out how to catch a bass eventually. I know <laughs> yeah.
1: it. We believe. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, we—I feel like just last week or the week before we were talking about Smith Mountain Lake. Well, guess what? We're back at it. We're back. <laughs> Shenandoah Division. Uh, Jim Jarvis won it, 19 pounds 13 ounces. Uh, he did it pretty much all catching fish off beds drop shot with a robo worm uh though he does shout out a strike king thunder cricket uh for catching a fish and uh yeah that's uh it's kind of kind of the deal there uh pretty solid weights it looks like just kind of perusing through the uh through the results here but you know this time of year smith mountain that makes sense
0: yep no smith mountain is really good in the spring yeah, and, uh, yeah, a lot of guys did really good in it. Uh, so that leads us to
1: our last event, which is a choo-choo division. Uh, this was on Wheeler, and James Johnson got the W, caught twenty-four pounds two ounces. Uh, basically caught them all in a shaky hit. Uh, I think he fished the Decatur Flats. Uh, you know, I guess if anyone's paid attention to Wheeler before that's kind of where dudes catch fish that's where some good bags come from anyhow uh and yeah he uh started stroking them caught a 612 on the shaky head and a three pounder kind of like right away and was like yep i guess i'll keep throwing the shaky head <laughs> and so he did
0: yeah it was a pretty good move yeah uh, to keep throwing that shaky head that's too like 24-2 is a lot on wheeler that's, stout, I like. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> that's
1: really stout
0: I don't know exactly – I mean, I don't know exactly what the, la- what the last time is. Somebody caught 24 pounds on Wheeler, but I kind of think it might have been a while ago.
1: Yeah, um. That's that's a good bag. And, uh, like, the the cool thing for Johnson, he's, he was pretty fired up uh, for getting the win because he's had some good finishes in BFLs and Toyota Series over the years. And, uh, man, to win a choo-choo division BFL, uh, I think really any time – is saying something but uh kind of cool that you know he's done pretty well always wanted one of those uh what's he say he wanted one of those trophies that says champion on it and uh he did beat out some uh pretty dang good sticks too
0: yeah i mean dude mickey back on the tour yep Casey martin i mean has done some things like he did some things out there oh yeah That's, that was a cool win
1: plus for sure like you said baller weight too like just a it's a, it's, a, it's a bag, man.
0: Yeah. Now, the fact that he caught it on a shaky head probably should deduct a pound or so.
1: We should really... <laughs> we cool should factor, call him but, up and teach him about how to lie and make the wind sound
0: cool. Yeah. Be like, man, I went all in with a... Uh, I don't know. You had to go super finesse. Just say super <laughs> finesse. That always, That's always better than, oh, I just threw a shaky head. Yeah, or like... Tell me they were
1: slapping at the swim bait like you were getting some bites on the swim bait, but they weren't committing to it, and then you had to finesse it down. Oh, back. Well, we at go. least he at least he started throwing some meat at him before toning it down a notch.
0: I mean, it sounds like he did, and he just didn't get any bites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Well, screw this. Let me let me throw the shaky head out and retie, and then lo and behold, there's a ten pounder. <laughs> well, there's a big one." Um. Yeah, I, so Kyle, I've been kind of like waiting to talk about heavy hitters until it ends, because we're seven minutes away from it ending now. But maybe we'll just talk about other stuff and then mention whoever wins, you know, seven minutes from now. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I guess, should we, I mean, Ott DeFoe is currently
0: in the lead? Yeah, but by, like, no wait. Like, if anybody else in the top... Oh, yeah. Someone so catches a keeper. If Lucas catches a keeper. Yeah. Or, you know, I guess. It there's, should a, need... there's like three people that are a fish away, essentially. Yeah. So. Wow. But, yeah, also, looks. So they have to be, this final day, they have to be a three pounder to keep in heavy hitters on Lake Palestine. It seems like a three pounder pretty dang hard to catch there right now. Mm hmm. Because. Uh, The most anyone has caught is four, Um, which is uh, tough sledding.
1: It's a grind, brother.
0: No, no doubt about it. Um, But anyway, maybe maybe that was maybe us talking about it was as much as we're going to talk about it. You know, Uh,
1: and we'll just we could roll on to other things and shout it out to whomever
0: wins. Yeah, because we'll get a winner here very shortly. Uh, Kyle, how about some sturgeons? So here's the thing. They didn't
1: bite as good as I hoped they would. Uh, like I was thinking, it was myself, it was my dad, a lot of my dad's veterinarian buddies were there, um, and then Drew, uh, who used to work for us, and his friend and uncle were there. So we had there was three boats in total. There was like I don't know three seven not like ten eleven guys. Um, and I was really thinking like per boat, we should be catching like 20 a day, at least 20 fish per boat. Uh, not the case. It was like single digits per day. And, uh, I don't know why they didn't bite. They just, uh, the river seemed good. Like the conditions were right. Uh, it was warm other than the stupid wind on friday that was blowing really hard but uh you know such is life and yeah it was kind of a i don't want to say lackluster we didn't fish sunday because it was like pouring rain in the morning and uh plus then i had to drive back to the cities and my dad and i had to go put the boats away and you know we just kind of so we had two days on the river and though it was fun and a good time and we did catch some fish it was not what i had the home run i had dreamed about uh, which is, you, you know, whatever. Such is life.
0: Do you think that if you'd had live scope, you would have been able to catch them?
1: Probably. Well, maybe. Um. But I mean, you could see them on side imaging. They just. Yeah. Uh, what
0: about Maxent? Did he try any Maxent? No, for but see. Fuel?
1: I should have. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't want to use up any Maxent because I felt like. You know, if I need to, I might be able to put Remy through college with some of the stash I have.
0: Yeah, I mean, St. Lawrence is coming up. Yeah, so (laughs) that
1: I didn't want to dive into that uh, too much, but uh, I really probably should because then, you know, I could get Berkeley to sign me and come up with like a sturgeon line of maxent, and uh, I mean, then they'd really have their finger wrapped around uh, the fishing world. You get the bass market and the sturgeon market. Game over.
0: They And they make noodling gloves, so they got... <laughs> and they make trout dough, so yeah, yeah, right, yeah, they right. pretty <laughs> much about have it all. Except sturgeon.
1: Yeah. So
0: I can't believe they're not doing sturgeon stuff. I mean, maybe they are. Uh, maybe it's, like, in the works right now or something.
1: But I did use... Uh, I'm a big fan of, like, the Gulp Nightcrawler spray. I spray that on stuff. Uh, I don't know that it helps, but in my mind, it, you know makes me think it, like I'm doing something. You like theory. Yeah, because really at the end of the day you're just throwing a gob of meat on a big hook and a weight on the bottom and hoping one finds it. Uh, Smells it out, really. So there's not like a whole lot of weird stuff you can do to to catch a butt or to, you know, get them to start biting. But I tried everything I knew. We caught probably whatever we were going to catch and had some fun. It was nice to be back on the sturgeon waters because, man, if I wouldn't have went I would have been talking about it left and right at Pickwick next week and been all down in the dumps about it, but you know, here we are. Uh, One thing I was going to point out, my dad caught a a stagged (laughs) A stagged one? Nice. (laughs) He caught a stag. (laughs) My dad caught a tagged sturgeon and uh, there's a little number. um, They're like a little wire tag on the back Dorsal of the sturgeon. It's like a little, almost kind of like plastic piece with some numbers punched in it. Little tiny tag, um, and you send it in, and then uh, he got an email from Brett Nelson, who's the large lake specialist for the DNR, and uh, they give you all kinds of fun facts about sturgeon and what the state's been doing. Uh, they have over ten thousand sturgeon tagged in the state at this point. Uh, and so it's not super uncommon to catch one um but i thought this was cool on my dad's fish it was a 61 incher okay he caught that uh april 9th 2022 um that fish was tagged in 2001 may of 2001 and was 35 inches long at the time
0: in 2001 so 11 years it basically
1: didn't even double 25
0: inches in 11 years yeah wow that's kind of a lot
1: yeah but also like not a lot you know like it is and it isn't
0: well it's longer it's more inches than a smallmouth grows in 11 years in vermont
1: well that is true <laughs> that is true
0: <laughs> you're not we are not catching any 25 inches in Vermont let me tell you that uh how do they know how old it was like is there a way for them to tell that without the fish dying
1: um it doesn't say age the field is left blank on that it also they don't know the sex uh some of them they do uh, and i'm guessing it's when they're smaller and they maybe do dna samples hmm.
0: all right so i think i did some math wrong it's actually you know whatever inches over 20 years or 21
1: 21 years, years yeah
0: yeah um which is still more than smallmouth grow in vermont but Although i guess if a smallmouth lived to be 21 which it might get that big
1: well here's some other trippy stuff uh in this email The sturgeon on the Rainy River, Lake of the Woods system, um, don't reproduce, the males don't reproduce until they're 17 years old, and the females don't reproduce until they're 26. And after that point, so once they hit 17 years old, a male will spawn. After that, males only spawn every two or three years, uh going forward and the females will spawn every three to six years going forward
0: wow i guess that's why that sturgeon season in michigan or whatever is like half an hour long (laughs) (laughs) right right (laughs) if these fish are spawning like every five years and they have to wait till they're you know 18 to start doing it like that's (laughs) not really a recipe for a, a burgeoning population yeah 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 so
1: that was kind of cool uh it kind of really you're like man these these sturgeon have seen some stuff and then i kind of wonder how many big smallmouths they've swam past in their life because i bet it's a lot
0: it's probably a lot (laughs) so can you catch these in the summer yeah you can have you ever done it no because
1: then you can actually like i don't want to say do others. stuff um oh (laughs) no 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 you get you get a huge influx though pulling into the river from the lake, right? Spawning season. Uh, There's probably, I assume, more food for them, right? You've just been, you're a sturgeon sitting out in the middle of the lake of the woods. That doesn't seem any fun in the winter. But you get some current coming in. uh, Probably some fresh stuff to chew on, some dying suckers or whatever. And you could catch them in the river year-round. Like, people do it through the ice, which is the next endeavor I would like to try at some point. Uh, But summertime, usually then it's kind of like well, might as well go bass fishing or I guess in recent years, you know, I haven't, I haven't been really up north uh, in the summer a whole lot. And if I do, it's at the cabin and it's like whatever, Memorial Day or 4th of July, kind of family gathering type stuff. Uh, so it kind of slips the brain. But it's normally uh, a big fun thing this time of year because you'd been ice fishing all winter and normally you're like, yeah, dude, get me in a boat. Plus, Catching a sturgeon way cooler than catching a bluegill. Uh, heck, it's way cooler than catching, you know, even like bass through the ice, or a walleye. Just because they're huge.
0: Yeah, the huge factor is, uh, very cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we had uh, uh, one of my dad's buddies brought his son, uh, who's a senior in high school. He caught a sixty-nine incher. Uh, It was 69 by 30 inches around, and I think if you look on the DNR length girth thing, it's like 90 pounds-ish, which is a
0: pretty big sturge. There you go. That seems like a big sturgeon. The biggest one the DNR
1: has... No, we don't have a scale. Uh, The biggest one the DNR has tagged was 71 inches, so put it in perspective.
0: Wow. You should get a scale. Try and catch the record.
1: I mean, you could probably, I guess you could put them in like a cradle and then get a heavy duty, uh, you know, like a some big, yeah, you need a yeah. pretty big scale.
0: Maybe like a, maybe like a bathroom scale and you stand on it with the fish <laughs> and then, you know, weigh yourself afterwards and just do a little math.
1: I know, uh, several years ago we caught one that on the length girth thing, uh, was 110 pounds. My buddy Brady caught it. Uh... It was huge. But, uh, man, it would be not easy to weigh them. Plus, then you're like, then I feel like you're messing with them a lot more. I kind of like just get them up, take a picture, put them back, let them slither back down to the bottom, and go do sturgeon things.
0: Yeah, go spawn for the first time in six years. Yeah, enjoy the... Make uh, some more sturgeon, (laughs) please.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Cool. Well,
0: that's good. I'm glad that you got the sturgeon fish. I'm sorry it was not just, you know, lights out like you hoped.
1: Well, you know, again, it, it was just nice to be there. And uh, I didn't feel as bad uh, bailing out on Toyota Series coverage, too. Because, like, if both derbies would have went all three days, I would have felt a little, uh, oh, I don't know. I would have felt a little bad for you uh, having to put Multi- up with a little rob and...
0: Yeah, three tournaments at it or two tournaments at a time is kind of a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, they turned out we didn't have three tur- two tournaments at a time. <laughs> right, so it kind of they were just supposed to be at the same time. Yeah, it was fate. Um, let's see. One thing we should mention while we're here is Otafo won heavy hitters. It's over. Whoop, whoop! Um, so shout out to Attafo. Uh, this is some good redemption from when he blew AOI last year. Uh, <laughs> he definitely needed another win because he's won like seven of these in like the last three years as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Now yeah, shout out to Alton out, Jones oh,
1: right. Jr. for the hundred grand in Big Fish today, which he also won the fifty grand yesterday. Uh he
0: made more money than Ott did in this tournament. Yeah. Which is like significantly more. Dang. It still boggles my mind that you can give away a hundred grand for a big bass like I'm not I'm not I'm not the one you know deciding to hand out that but like that's a lot of money for one fish yes but uh I guess I mean I would like to fish a tournament where big bass was a hundred grand yeah sign me mean. probably just I probably just throw a glide bait all day but like I would enjoy it you know <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so heavy hitters is over. I feel like maybe the BPT like kind of takes a bit of a chill pill um, for a while because they've been going like pretty dang hard. Yeah, I think um, it's
1: uh, Lake of the Ozarks is next, isn't it? At the end of the month, a couple of weeks I'll, or first of May. Yeah,
0: it's like it's like right after Pickwick almost. Yep. It's like a week after Pickwick, I think. Yep. Um. Yeah. So never mind. They don't really chill out. Next week though, stop number three of the pro circuit at Pickwick, which means one, probably some fish on beds. John Cox will be there. Two, uh we get to talk AOI races a lot more after that one. Yeah. And you and I love an AOI race. Mm-hmm.
1: You're dang right.
0: Um, let's see. What else do we want to hit on here? Um
1: What about Bomo? Do you have a Bomo update?
0: I don't really have a bamo update well okay i can talk about bamo uh, i come on. always can twist your arm um, yeah so anyway i went to the castle and select board meeting the other night uh because it's just a thing that i do now for fun I <laughs> spent two and a half hours on a monday night going to a town meeting that is not the town i live in and an hour away from me <laughs> um and uh there we sort of defined the uh like, basically, the parameters for the upcoming, like, select board meeting, or, like, the upcoming sort of Bombazine informational meeting, so to speak, that the select board is going to have. Um, it's, uh, which we, you and I have talked about before. That's It's, it's going to be in an auditorium. There's, like, mm-hmm. kind of a big to-do. Uh, there's going to be, basically, uh, the LBA is going to go first. They're going to have half an hour. Then we're going to have half an hour. Then the LBA will have half an hour. Then we're going to have a half an hour. Then there'll be like 20 minutes or so for just sort of unconnected citizens to say things. And then there'll be some time for the select board to ask questions, hopefully get answers, have some opinions, pontificate a little bit. Um, I feel really good about it. Uh, I like that we get to go last. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Clutch. <laughs> um, one thing I'll note, and I think that this is like a good It just speaks to me how, like, thorough of a job we're doing and how committed so many people are to making sure that we don't, you know, spray bombo is that at this recent select board meeting, there was exactly zero people who were, like, on the pro-herbicide side of things there. Uh Like, there wasn't anybody from, you know, the LBA who was like, hey, let's actually do this. It was like, hey, here's what we think we should do, and the select board was like, well, you guys are here, sure, let's do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, obviously I would love it if the select board would just be like, well, you guys are here, let's just do that, and also we're going to write to the state and tell them we don't want it. But, you know, I think it's great that we're showing up. Um, but, notably, that meeting, it's which we've talked about before, it's April 27th, it's at 6 p.m. Eastern, it's in the Jeffords Auditorium, uh, which is at Castleton University. Um, at, like, if you are in the ballpark, definitely go. Because um, we need everybody. While we're on it, so Lake George, and it, probably by the time you're listening to this, it's too late to do anything, but they're considering, the Adirondack Park Commission, I believe, I hope I got that right, is considering using herbicide in Lake George, the same Priscilla EC that they're trying to use in Bamo, for the milfoil over there. Now, notably over there, the Lake Association doesn't want them to do that. And I'm not exactly sure what all the politics are around it are, but if you're in and around Lake George, you might consider having an opinion on that. Um, Oh. So that's just a thing worth noting while we're on the subject. Because one thing, obviously there's a lot of irons in the fire for everybody. But like... One thing that I've noticed is you need to have, like, a strong locally-led effort to do these things because, you know, you and I and Bassmaster and Major League Fishing, like, the national organizations are not – they're not doing enough to – on these sorts of issues. hmm Not that – and I'm not saying they can do enough. You know, I don't know if it's possible like, I don't know if we have the manpower to, you know, cover all of these things and spend all the time on every issue around the country and also, you know, run tournaments. I think it probably isn't possible, sure. but I think every little chance an individual angler has to engage is probably something you should jump on. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, now I'm done talking about Bamo. <laughs> all right. For I dig now, it. Anyhow. Um,
1: we the people appreciate the update.
0: Yeah, and, you know, honestly, it might be at the point where people are just like, oh, well, turn this podcast on <laughs> yeah. when they when they hear it. But uh, we're going to keep talking some about people, it until it's done.
1: I bet there's some people that skip towards the end just for
0: it. I I bet they do because, you know, who doesn't love a Bomo update? Am I right? By the way, fishing, pretty good at Bomo right now, just saying. <laughs>
1: well, uh, I guess um, with that, are we, are we done? Are we wrapping this up?
0: I think we can be done. I it's pouring right now. No, well, not pouring, but it's raining right now. I got to go out and do some chores. I got stuff to do. Um we had Heavy Hitters is over. Uh com will have stuff about it. And uh I guess that'll pretty much do it, Kyle.
1: Yeah. Um I guess safe travels to you down to Tennessee next week. Uh Yeah, maybe. And uh yeah, folks. Uh Happy Easter. You know, celebrate hang out with friends and family this weekend probably go fishing go turkey hunting go uh do whatever but uh yeah that's all i got
0: you didn't say see ya
1: oh i thought you still need to throw out uh i guess you did say major league fishing check it out yeah
0: i was thinking about saying like you know where well and stuff, but. i guess uh with
1: all that said then until next time see you This is the
0: best ending of the show we've ever had, for sure.